Welcome to the Soulful Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Calwart, and this is a space to reconnect to God's truth for your life so you can spiritually fill up and face the demands of each day on His firm foundation. I'm so thankful that you're on this journey with me and pray that today's episode really encourages you. Hello, welcome back to another episode. I am excited to dive into today's topic, which is overcoming discouragement. I know many of you are on the same path as I am coming fully out of the new age, recommitting to Christ, wanting to really live in righteousness and feel a true connection and intimacy with God because we're not meant to do this life alone. And so to have that support, to feel his guidance, uh, to feel the Holy Spirit really moving in our lives. And for the first time for many of us, actually being in full obedience to that and uh, going back to the Lord's prayer, not my will, but your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so that's really been a huge lesson for me in these last 10 months, not living for myself and what I perceive to be the best for my life, but instead really going in my uh, secret place and listening to God and hearing the direction that I'm receiving, what I need to do, where I need to go, the moves I need to take, when I need to slow down, when I need to not talk about a certain topic in my life. And so this has been just such a important season for me growing closer to God. But also during that time, and I know many of you experience the same, that when I renounced all things new age and completely I turned my back on those practices, even the ones that seemed so innocent initially, like the meditation and the breath work and the visualizations. When I turned my back from that, it was like a light switch with the spiritual warfare just started coming at me. And it was uh, a really difficult time for those first few months. Now being 10 months in, it has slowed down quite a bit. Thank you, God. I have been able to really fully embody uh, who I am in Christ more and more and grow in that confidence. And because of that, I have been able to really uh, silence a lot of those attacks I was receiving from the enemy, uh, especially at night, which were not fun. And so it's just been uh, such a powerful experience for me, along with uh, receiving deliverance months ago in the very beginning of uh, my journey, uh, first coming out of the new age, realizing that by going into these occult practices, because as I've been going into with all these past episodes of the history and the origins of these practices, they primarily come from either occultism, Hinduism, shamanism, Taoism, right? All these false religions. And why would I want to be practicing anything that one is coming from an occultist or two coming from a false religion that is not of the one true God of the Bible. And there's that new age belief, uh, pantheism, that all roads lead to God, right? And that was quickly dismantled for me when I really started to dive back into scripture and the word, when the Holy Spirit really convicted me um, on all of these practices I was dabbling in that were open doors to the enemy in my life and to spiritual warfare and attack. Uh, But many of you have experienced 
you know, once you renounce those things, the spiritual warfare comes in pretty hot and heavy. And so today I'm going to just be laying out some verses that recently the Holy Spirit has been bringing to my attention that God has been using to encourage and uplift me during this season, uh, during those times of discouragement, especially when it's coming from the body of Christ itself. Oh my goodness, when other Christians come at you and attack you for your words, your perspectives, uh, your denomination, all of those things. It is, it's shocking. It's disheartening. It's discouraging. Uh, and I go to that verse in Luke's, uh, Luke 637, judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Right? And I think that this is where a lot of people in the beginning of their journey through childhood or adolescence, or maybe you were never Christian, you experience some sort of judgment from uh, another Christian uh, or an, a church elder. And because of that, it just turned you off. It left a bad taste in your mouth. It discouraged you and uh, you turned and looked for spiritual fulfillment in other places. And I think this is the story of a lot of people who were in the new age. Uh, but you know, we're, this is going to continue even when you're a Christian. Think about Jesus with the Pharisees and how they were also uh, worshiping the one true God, but they were constantly harassing Jesus for the way he was doing things, mocking him, plotting to kill him. And he didn't take on a victimhood mentality through it all. He conquered while remaining humble, kind, loving, and accepting. And I think that really tuning in to those attributes to be as Christ-like as possible is so essential. And it was just such a great reminder for me um, as a Christian who is really looking to have that hunger for Christ and continue to grow in wisdom and spiritual discernment to have that reminder that I'm not going to be that person to someone else, especially someone that just came out of the new age and critique them so harshly that it discourages them in their path. That is just doing everyone, including myself, a disservice if I were to do that. Instead, we are called to uplift one another, to encourage one another. And again, we're not meant to do this Christian life alone because it's difficult. There is that spiritual warfare. Not only that, this is a narrow path. We are called to be set apart from the world. And so when we're doing everything differently, uh, it's going to take a lot of encouragement and uh, being uplifted from other members in the body of Christ, other sisters and brothers in Christ to overcome that discouragement when it comes, because it will, it's inevitable to overcome those feelings of loneliness or hopelessness and to get back on track and remember the victory that we have in Christ Jesus and to remember who we were made uh, to be and the plans that God has for us. And when we 
reinforce those verses in that scripture in our heart and our mind. That's what it means to renew yourself in the word daily because, again, God knows it's not easy to live on this earth, especially as a Christian. And so when we really meditate on those verses, it can be incredibly powerful and really uh, be fulfilling to our spiritual body, our mental and emotional state, and of course, our physical body because of that. We also have to remember that the enemy's number one scheme against us is to instill fear, to discourage us, to make us feel hopeless, to make us feel that we are uh, not good enough, that we need to stay in our shame and our condemnation. That is his goal. And so knowing that the enemy is the father of lies, and that's all he does is lie, right? That's the whole deception of new age. But then also he will attack Christians specifically with those lies, with intrusive thoughts and feelings and emotions. And we have to remember the heart is deceitful above everything else. Who can trust it, right? That verse in Jeremiah, oh, always go back to that because we cannot trust or wallow in our feelings. We have to go back to scripture and remember who we are. I'm also reading right now, Proverbs, which I haven't read Proverbs since I was a teenager, but it's wild how when I started reading it right away, I remembered some of the verses. And I remember during that time in my life, that was actually my favorite chapter in the Bible is the book of Proverbs. And it's just so encouraging when it comes to uh, being wise in making decisions for our life that are led by the Holy Spirit, and that are of God. And so if you are looking for more wisdom and discernment in your life right now, go to Proverbs. It's so good. It's really easy read for me too. I find it's easier to understand than some of the other um, books in the Old Testament. So that's one of my favorites. So let's jump into a few of the verses that have been really encouraging me this week, again, because I received some discouragement. And it is, as I record this, Winter seasonal affective disorder is in its full peak for many of us. And so ensuring that, again, we are staying uplifted physically, mentally, and emotionally, spiritually, it's so essential right now. So the first verse is Luke 10, 19, 20. I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you, but don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Oh, I love that verse. And it's just such a powerful reminder that even when the enemy tries to come against us with this spiritual warfare and these attacks, just by saying his name, just by saying the name Jesus out loud, there is power in that. And sometimes it might feel uncomfortable to do that in the middle of the night if you have you know, your husband, your wife laying next to you. But if you're in the middle of a spiritual warfare attack, sleep paralysis or a night terror or feeling the presence of something trying to attack you. Truly, there is power in the name of Jesus. And then going back to that, the verse in Luke, that's something that you can memorize and then pray over yourself, remind yourself during those times, a spiritual attack. Just a quick break to remind you that these episodes are entirely listener sponsored. So there are three ways that you can support the show. You can either leave a review on Apple or Spotify you can head to the show notes and donor box and leave a one-time donation or a recurring donation monthly, 
or you can head to my shop, my wellness favorites within the show notes. And there my Amazon page, along with all of the biohacking tools I use and the wellness brands that I really use daily and trust are there as well. And when you purchase through those links, I receive a very small affiliate. So those are all the ways in which you can support me and this production. It takes a lot to uh, go through and produce each week and you know the software and the platforms and all the things. So anything truly means so much and this would not be possible without you. So thank you. Thank you for your support. And then John 16, 33, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me here on earth. You will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And so during those times that I feel discouraged, that I feel frustrated with life, I think back to that moment of Jesus resurrection, the fact that he has conquered death itself. And this life is a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow, we are on this earth for such a short amount of time when it comes to the grand scheme of eternity. And so to remember that God has overcome the world, that Jesus has conquered, and that someday, very soon, we will be with him forever and ever in fellowship. And that is so encouraging. It just lifts my spirits immediately when I hear that verse. And then 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So if we have fear in our heart or our mind, we are worrying about something that's going to happen in the future, that is not coming from God. God has given us not a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-discipline. That spirit of fear is coming from the enemy. Again, that is his goal to plant discouragement, fear, anxiety, frustration, hopelessness, depression in us. And by remembering who God made us to be, we can overcome that spirit of fear. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 14, 3. And truly, there are so many verses in the Bible regarding having the faith of a mustard seed. If you can just have that faith. This is something that I've also been working on to increase my faith. And when it comes to my future, when it comes to the healing of my physical body, when it comes to my family, Asking God to help remove any disbelief that I'm holding in my mind. Because many of us, I mean, it's common we're human to think the glass half empty, to be pessimistic about uncertain things, to feel negativity, especially when we're in those moments where it just feels like everything's crashing down on us. And so to cry out to God and ask him, God, help me to remove this disbelief. I want to have full faith. I want to have that childlike faith that you call us to have. That's something that's also been really encouraging for me during this season, just to remember how I was at 10 years old. I was just explaining this to my husband last night. And 
At 10 years old, I had no worries about money, finances. I had no worries about the next meal I was going to have. I had no worries about my future. I felt so optimistic. I felt uh, there was so much hope for my future. And I felt taken care of, right? That's how you feel especially if you grew up in a family uh, here in the United States, because we do have so much and we're blessed with so much. And so when you go back to that childlike faith with God, that's when breakthroughs start happening in your life. And not only just to have that childlike faith, but also to focus on gratitude. And it's hilarious because, of course, in the new age and when I was doing all my workshops and stuff with manifestation and breath work, gratitude was a theme that I came back to again and again. And this is something that many new age teachers are huge proponents of, right? Gratitude journaling and all the things. But this originally came from scripture. It came from scripture, just like everything else in the new age. It's just another way that the enemy will use to try and pervert God's word and going and relying on God. And instead, it's gratitude to the universe, gratitude to yourself, and it becomes an idol. And so instead, focusing on gratitude in Christ, gratitude with God, through God, and really focusing on him as the recipient of of that gratitude. He is the person who is blessing our lives and he is the one that fulfills us in all aspects. So in those moments when we feel discouraged, when we feel hopeless, going to God in gratitude can be a powerful shift internally and externally. The verse in Isaiah 61, 3, 10 Appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, aka discouragement or depression, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So we are swapping out the spirit of heaviness for the garment of praise. God is telling us, if you want to feel happy, if you want to remember the joy you have in me, practice gratitude. Be thankful now. Praise God before you see victory. Be thankful even in the valley or the wilderness season of your life where You feel that there is no hope. That is the time when we really need to buckle down and praise God in thankfulness for all that he has and continues to do for us. So you combine that childlike faith and gratitude, praise to God, and you will achieve breakthrough. I promise that combination alone is so powerful along with ensuring that you are renewing your mind in scripture, going back to those verses that remind you of who you are in God, the authority that you have already been given to walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. 
And then at church this week, I took a snapshot of two of the presentation bullet points that they pulled up. And I was like, this is exactly in alignment with what I wanted to talk about for this week's episode. So the first one is this. We have been given spiritual authority by Jesus himself. The demons you're battling must submit in Jesus' name. Satan falls like light when we know who and whose we are. We are no longer trampled on by darkness. We trample it. We overcome all the power of the enemy through Christ. I was like, oh, that is so good. And then he gave a battle plan for the week, which was so cool. So number one was say to yourself every morning, I am more than a conqueror. Romans 8, 37. Kill victimhood in your life. No more excuses. No more blaming. No more pity. And I would add to that, no more complaining. That is a big one for me that I know right away I need a nip in the butt. If I start complaining, I only go down that road of discouragement and hopelessness. Number three, live with confident authority. Let your God-given glory shine before mankind. Number four, stop fixating on the life you have lost. Start focusing on the life you have left. And number five, replace all complaining with gratitude and watch powerlessness disappear. So going back to that gratitude piece and having that childlike faith, being so grateful for what you have right now, that you are being provided for, that you are being guided, that you have been given the authority in the name of Jesus to conquer over the enemy himself. And I want to close today with Psalms 71 because we are going to encounter trials. We are going to encounter persecution. We are going to encounter the enemy coming against us with spiritual warfare. It's not going to end. The more that you live in righteousness, the more you talk about Jesus, the more you embody Jesus and be more Christ-like to those around you, the more public and vocal you are with this, the more the enemy is going to come against you and the world, which is ruled by the enemy, of course. So we will encounter trials, and in fact, Jesus instructed his disciples to expect them. But in the midst of it all, God invites us to acknowledge the weight of our pain and suffering before him. So when it feels like the world is against us, we know that God never walks away from us, and he never fails us. He is our refuge, he is our strength, and he is our salvation. Psalms 71, in you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel men. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. By you I have been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually on you. I have become as a wonder to many, but you are my strong refuge." Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day, but I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day, for I do not know their limits. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness of yours 
only. And I also wanted to say that I'd love to join you in prayer if you feel that you need some extra support. We are reminded in Matthew 18, 20, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So if you have a prayer request, shoot me an email and I would love to pray for you. There is power in prayer. God tells us to be relentless with our praying. So even if you've been saying the same prayer for the last couple weeks or the last few months, keep praying. He hears your prayer, but do not give up. Keep going. Uh, And a lot of times joining with another in prayer, the more prayers there are being uplifted in prayer, it's just incredibly powerful. And so again, if you have a prayer request, let me know, shoot me an email. I would love to cover you in prayer. And with that, I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. And I look forward to being back through here next week. If you felt uplifted, encouraged, and supported by today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you could leave a five-star review on either Apple or Spotify. Your reviews help these messages reach more people that need to hear his truth. And if we're not already connected, you can find me on Instagram at Sam underscore Calloway. I would love to say hi and hear from you in the DMs.